This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, October 8th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. New start in China talks. U.S.-Japan deal signed. White House seeks biotech input. And USDA sued over inspection plan. U.S. looks for new proposals from China. The White House is expecting China to unveil a substantial new proposal during high-level trade talks with China on Thursday and Friday. This is a new start, so let's see what it brings. That National Economic Council Director Larry Kudlow speaking with reporters yesterday. Kudlow said the White House is open to various ideas on how to end the back-and-forth tariffs and end the trade war. We think there's a chance that we could do something very substantial, President Trump told reporters the White House. I think they're coming to make a deal. Trump said he would prefer to make a grand, comprehensive deal with China instead of smaller piecemeal packs, but he didn't rule that approach out as he has done before. Kudlow said, we'll see what they put on the table, and anything is possible. Keep in mind that U.S. ag leaders obviously would like to see the meetings this week reinvigorate stalled negotiations less than a week ahead of a planned tariff escalation on October 15th. But, 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 just last night, the Commerce Department took action that will surely raise tensions with the Chinese just days before they arrive for talks. Secretary of Commerce Wilbur Ross said his department was adding 28 new Chinese groups to the so-called entity list, which means suppliers will have to obtain special license to continue selling to them. U.S. government cannot and will not tolerate the brutal suppression of ethnic minorities within China, said Ross. This action will envision that our technologies fostered in an environment of individual liberty and free enterprise are not used to repress defenseless minority populations. U.S. and Japan signed trade pact. The U.S. and Japan have officially signed off on the U.S.-Japan trade agreement. The U.S. Trade Representative Bob Lighthizer said the deal will spur billions of dollars in additional sales. The leaders of the American Farm Bureau Federation, National Pork Producers Council, and United Fresh Produce Association, and others all cheered on as U.S. Trade Lighthizer and Japanese Ambassador Shinsuke Sukiyama signed the pact yesterday in the Roosevelt Room of the White House. Trump called the pact, quote, a game changer for farmers and ranchers who were concerned about losing sales to Japan because the U.S. pulled out of the Trans-Pacific Partnership 2017. And by the way, the new trade pact, which Japan's legislature must now ratify, will be especially good for exports of U.S. oranges, blueberries, and almonds. United Fresh President and CEO Tom Stenzel told AgriPulse at the White House after the signing. White House seeks input on biotech regs. The Trump administration wants to know from business leaders and scientists what regulations are standing in the way of biotech innovations and how the government can help spur new advances. An all-day summit on America's bioeconomy held yesterday was designed in part to draw attention to a request for information that the White House issued last month to get input on ways the government can facilitate the development and commercialization of biotech products. We need your help to get this right, said Michael Krastiosis, the administration's chief technology officer. 
Deputy Ag Secretary Steve Sensky told the 100 business leaders, academics, and government officials at the meeting that the USDA, quote, has clearly tried to change the paradigm with the proposed revisions to its biotech regulations. Keep in mind, unless President Trump is reelected, his administration is fast running out of time to make any major changes in agency regulations. USDA has made the most progress so far, but its proposal has run into sharp criticism from several industry sectors. Union sues over slaughter inspection plan. U.S. Department of Agriculture is facing its first lawsuit over the department's October 1 swine slaughter modernization rule, which eliminates maximum line speeds and allows plant employees to make decisions on the lines that had previously been made by federal inspectors. The suit says the rule, quote, will jeopardize the lives and safety of both consumers of pork products and workers, including members of the United Food and Commercial Workers Union, which is the lead plaintiff in the lawsuit filed in federal court in Minnesota. USDA violated both the Administrative Procedure Act and the Federal Meat Inspection Act, the lawsuit alleges. The National Pork Producers Council disputes the lawsuit's claims. Jim Monroe, a spokesman for NPPC, said the NSIS is a voluntary program supported by many years of research. It aims to improve the inspection process by shifting FSIS employees' responsibilities to focus on inspection duties more directly related to food safety and animal welfare, like plant sanitation and humane handling. Keep in mind, the Officer of Inspector General is currently investigating USDA's rulemaking. The results of that probe could play a big role in bolstering or undermining the lawsuit's claims. Buttermakers to FDA enforce the law. The American Butter Institute is seeking lawmakers' help in pressuring FDA to keep plant-based products from being labeled as butter. Buttermakers say the term is being used in violation of the Butter Act of 1923. Words have meaning, power, and consequences. Tom Balmer, executive director of ABI, wrote in a letter to the House and Senate committees that oversee FDA. We know this. You know this. Misregulation, confusion, misinformation, and obfuscate are not terms that should be used to describe the marketing of our nation's food supply. Keep in mind, in recent years, butter has grown in popularity, and ABI claims butter alternatives have cashed in on using its name. There is a parallel effort by milk producers to get FDA to ban the use of the term milk for plant-based beverages. Milk producers say that violates FDA standards of identity for milk. Dairy enrollment starts again. The 2020 sign-up for the Dairy Margin Coverage Program kicked off Monday and will run through December 13th. Enrollment could well drop off in 2020 given that the average margin has risen above the maximum level of coverage in the program, that at 950 per hundredweight. USDA currently projects the average margin in 2020 to be $10.06. Some 22,682 of the nation's 37,468 licensed farms signed up during the 2019 enrollment period that ended last month. Here's today's He Said It. Only when I was in Iowa did I care about the pork issue. 
That was former New Jersey Governor and presidential hopeful Chris Christie speaking to AgriPulse as he left USDA headquarters yesterday. Christie gained notoriety for, among other things, vetoing a state bill in late 2014 that sought to ban gestation crates. At the time, he was rumored to be considering a run for the White House ahead of the 2016 election. He'd already been to Iowa that year, and the veto was widely seen as evidence he would seek the Republican nomination. It's unclear what Christie was doing at USDA. He would only say he stopped by to say hello to friends. Neither USDA Secretary Sonny Perdue nor Deputy Secretary Steve Sinsky were in the building at the time. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, October 8th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.